Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Actually, for us, it's good afternoon. Uh, Letting the listeners know we are taping this on Thursday uh, afternoon slash evening. Uh, Matt, uh, it will be attending. We'll mention here in just a second. Another swim meet. Uh, excited about the heat and humidity in the uh, Tunica Aquatic Center. I, I'm, I'm gambling. I did tell you I called the, the, the Parks Department or whoever that person is for the Aquatic Center. I uh, got no phone call back. So I got no phone call back. But I'm guessing the amount of grass and weeds that were grown into the air conditioner uh, mm-hmm. last week that I saw, I'm guessing um, it probably has not been cut on and improved since last week. So Looking forward to swim meet number two at the Tunica Aquatic Center. Um, I'm betting – actually, it is not as hot right yeah, now. It, now. Right now, I think it's about 85, 87 yeah, 80, that we're, right. we're taping this. And so, yeah, it shouldn't be as hot. But, you know, when you get that plus the, the chlorine smell with the just the heat inside and then the you know get people swimming, it's just it's nasty. Well, don't forget, like I said, we have to go upstairs. You have to go up about 15 feet above, look down and watch the swimmers, watch the pool. And up there, there's no circulation. Yeah. There's no air. When you step outside from being up, up there at the uh, 15 feet above the pool, it literally feels like 35 degrees outside and the sun's beating down you. If we have any listeners in Tunica, which uh, maybe we do, if we have any of those listeners, please call the Parks Department or the Tunica County um, Authority or Aquatic, Aquatic Center or whatever and let them know about the air conditioner. We'd certainly appreciate that. And then my, I guess my part of this excuse for taping this uh, evening is because I will be leaving after lunch to go to uh, the football game that will be happening for North Point tonight that we'll get to in sports. But it's going to take, you know, I've got to leave early this afternoon, so I've got some work i got to do uh, before I leave. And so we are choosing to do this uh, Thursday afternoon. So we will not have an update of how the square was tonight because right. you, you're not able to attend, and I'll be uh, actually have to do a couple things for there's a supper tonight for the for the guys, and um, you know so we want to go ahead and knock this out, and so anything that may happen from the square we'll have that for you Tuesday, and then if there's anything that comes out of you know of significance from the school board, uh, we'll talk about that on Tuesday along with the preview of the Alderman meeting. So another big show we'll have on Tuesday, but Matt, we have a really big show for you today. A lot of budget talk, a lot of uh, just good information coming out in our show. Really looking forward to it. But before we get to that. Matt, it will be an absolutely beautiful weekend. It will be a beautiful weekend. And if you want to get around, get around Hernando, DeSoto County, looking for houses, looking for lots, looking for where you and your family may want to make a move, you definitely want to reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, the best real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They have been the number one team for over a decade in residential real estate in DeSoto County. They have over 25 thousand closing since 2009 they are full-time full-service realtors which means they are available whenever you need them brian and terry are currently offering a free no obligation market analysis you simply need to give them your address they can tell you the value of your home they can tell you what's going on within a mile radius of your home in your neighborhood in your zip code any information you want to learn about your home brian and terry can certainly help you you can call their office at 662-449-1700 that's 662-449-1700 or you can give brian a call on his cell phone at 901-461-7653 that's 901-461-SOLD s-o-l-d 
If you're in the market to buy or sell a home in DeSoto County, you definitely want to start with Team Couch or Birch Realty Group first. Thank you again, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsors. Well, Derek, beautiful drive in this afternoon to the How to Barbecue Right Shop studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located right here in Hernando, right off Memphis Street. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, knives, cutting boards, or a really cool high-end smoker, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you definitely want to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find more information on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right shop located off Memphis Street in Hernando. Thank you to Malcolm and Rochelle for being our 2021 studio sponsors. Derek, as you teased just a moment ago, there was a budget meeting last Thursday, since, uh, yeah, last Thursday, and then also a budget meeting uh, on Tuesday night. That's correct. Um, And you watched about five hours of budget meetings from both of those situations, and you've got a lot of information for us. What we're going to do is kind of go through department by department. We've already talked about the Public Works Department on our last show, so go ahead and get us started on the, uh, the, the budget talk from the meetings over the last two weeks. So the, what they did on Thursday night was a continuance uh, of that meeting uh, and to talk about a couple more of the uh, funds. That was the cemetery budget and the parks budget. So I'll be looking at that first. Now, the cemetery budget, as you can imagine, is a very small budget. Uh, it was very quick. Um, they are new, and this is just for informational purposes. Let me slow you down real quick. For, mm-hmm. for listeners, UTW podcast listeners, we're going to be a little educational here. You're speaking of a cemetery located right over by Conger Park. That's right. The city of Hernando, rarely, I would assume that rarely does a city own a cemetery and have to kind of do that. The city owns that cemetery and services it uh, as a business. That's right. Okay. It has its own separate fund. Gotcha. It's separate from everything else. It's separate from the general fund. Yeah. Basically has its own budget. It kind of runs itself. Yes. They are now new grave sites that are being made available. They did some dirt work. If you remember, we talked about it. They got a a loan for some dirt work that's going to be done both at the Spring Hill Cemetery and the city cemetery to kind of, you know, basically put in some more, you know, grave sites. The grave sites go for about $1,100 each, $1,100 to $1,200 each. And so obviously that's a a decent moneymaker. And in fact, what we came out of the meeting was that's actually low. We're actually some of the lower, I guess, plots than a other not only cities but private companies around us uh so anyway so there are new grave sites available uh look to budget about twenty-seven thousand in income for next year right they're currently sitting at twenty-six thousand six eighty for this current year um they now have about seventy-two thousand dollars in the account so in the checking account that'll move over to the new year that could also be spent they are going to look to make a $30,000 capital outlay to improve trails. So as you know, as you know, there are some walking paths through the, through the grave sites. A lot of them are torn up, roots, that sort of nature. So they're looking about $30,000. They're going to have Joe Frank go out there and look about putting in concrete paths that should last. I think right now they're maybe, I mean, obviously some are dirt trails, but I think it's actually old asphalt that's crumbling. So they're going to look at tearing that out, you know, kind of smoothing that out and putting in concrete walking paths going forward so that will be the only really the only major outlay there is somebody that they do pay annually to cut uh uh, one single individual gentleman cuts the uh the the cemetery and so he is asking for a small increase in pay mayor johnson mentioned him two weeks ago on his uh our interview with him uh quincy is his name and his name is quincy and so quincy is asking for an increase in pay uh not 
you know, dramatic, but he is asking for an increase. So that would be the only other major cost that comes out of that fund. Look, I, I think a 22% increase in Quincy's pay is <laughs> – I'm joking. <laughs> I'm teasing. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure Quincy does a great job. All right, so that's all from the cemetery. Sure. Uh, next, we're going to move. Again, this is all on uh, this last Thursday night. It's available on YouTube if you want to look, in, uh, look into it, uh, YouTube channel for the city of Hernando. The parks budget. Now, the parks, um, there was a lot of education in this, and, and this is something I had – Formerly known, but some of y'all may not know that are listening. The parks gets two mills uh, of the city's millage. So the city has a 40.76 millage. We talked about that uh, last time. Uh, so two of those mills go to the parks, which comes into about $340,000 in income in property taxes for the park based on our current millage rate. Is two mills low, high, about average I, I, for I a city? I think that's, yeah, that's about average. I think about that's, average. Where, okay, yeah, I think that's kind of a statewide thing that uh, parks get two mills. Uh, so now that's so that's one source of income sure. is, is from the millage. The next one, of course, is from the uh, sports teams. So they have you know all of the sports teams. You pay fees to play basketball, baseball, softball. So that's that's a source of income. There are then the rest of it basically comes. So you have you have the fee income, you have the millage rate. The rest of it has to come from the general fund. Mm-hmm. So because parks can't operate on you know basically five hundred thousand dollars. I mean a city our size needs more than that. And that's kind of what was looking to come in based on just the millage rate. And the uh, fees. So when you say general fund money from the city, if the budget is seven hundred grand and they only produce five hundred grand, they have to get by the board of aldermen to give them two hundred to subsidize the parks department. That's there right. You go. So the current proposed budget is looking for a subsidy of about six hundred and seven thousand dollars. Again, this happens every year. I, right now, and we'll get to the number at the end. I think it's about four or five hundred thousand dollars what they pulled over. So there is a two hundred thousand dollar increase. I have that that number at the end. But um, so six hundred seven thousand dollars will be coming from the general fund to help subsidize the parks department, which would give them, depending on and again as we discuss this, what is ultimately decided upon a one point one to a one point three million dollar budget, which is on the lower end of a city our size. Would that be a record budget for Hernando? Yes. It, it would it would be the yeah probably the top that Hernando has paid, but again lower in well, our city our size should be somewhere between one point three and one point seven based on the own feasibility study that we received right. last November. So that was the discussion there. Uh, the main cost obviously are um, the first main one of the main costs are is the increase in pay. Uh, they have several of the uh, maintenance workers are at ten dollars an hour. They, he would like to take that. The parks director would like to take that to thirteen dollars an hour because he's losing people basically course, monthly. Yes. Uh, so I mean, you have FedEx, you have FedEx paying twenty dollars an hour to throw boxes. People can go and re- drive for Amazon. There's a number of different jobs out there paying way better than our parks department. For yeah, sure. he, the, the, he said, "I'm losing my best man." Literally turned his resignation this week, and he's going to, for a uh, job that pays sixteen dollars an hour. So from ten to sixteen, exactly, is a huge yeah. increase. Anyway, so that's that's the first thing. So everybody getting uh, now, you know, the three percent was what the mayor had suggested across the board. He's asking from you know, obviously ten to you know thirteen is a lot larger than three percent. So that was one part. The next one. He was requesting two new positions. I'm going to say was because of what we talk about later on, but he was requesting two new positions uh, as he started the meeting. Um, the Ward 2 alderman, so Andrew Miller, talked about you know the, the new hires. Would the new hires be paid the $10 an hour or the $13 an hour? And so, and the partial retro said, well, the 13 He's like, so you're going to pay new hires the same as somebody that's been here two years. A lot of discussion on that. Sure. Very, very good 
point that he made, so there was some discussion on maybe we should taper it. Andrew does a good job with good points. Yeah, I mean, seriously, points. when I watch the meetings, the, the I mean, I, I interviewed Andrew and Mr. Miller, and uh, he, he makes some really good points. He, he jumps in and, and makes some really good points. After all was said and done, basically the increase in salaries, so this will be the parks director's salary, along with the you know increases in, in dollar, you know, whatever per dollar. This is a 3% raise that the mayor has asked for across the entire county. Well, budget. no, 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 no. The $199,000 increase in this parks budget was what the parks director is asking for an increase in his salary plus the per hour from you know 10 to 13, okay. et cetera. $199,000 is what that number Shoot your shot, baby. $199,000, <laughs> right. So then, well, that was the discussion. Okay, right. well, now, again, Andrew Miller made a great point that having a – and this is remember, this is the first large department head. We had not got the police. That's all coming Tuesday, well, yeah, which we'll sure. talk about in just a moment. So he was the first large, you know uh, – I guess, city department to have to do this. And Andrew said, hey, look, this puts, in this case, Dwayne, but in other cases, it'll be the chief and that sort of thing, in a bad position, having to ask for their own raise. Okay. So he asked the mayor to do research all department head salaries for everybody in the city. Chief of police, chief fire of police, chief, parks, public works, uh, everything. Yeah, city clerk, mayor? all that stuff. Mayor? Well, not mayor, okay. city clerk. Uh, department heads, not not the he calls He calls them the CEO, so not the CEO. Po- podcast of the city? <laughs> Could be the podcast of the CEO. Did, I, you know what? I did not. I don't know how Gia qualifies. I don't know if she was in there. But um, anyway, she needs a raise. Yes, yeah, so all of that was. I think she just got it. Well, she just I don't care. She needs more. Give her another one. So anyway, he's of towns our size, but also as a percentage, I guess you know, to the total budget sure. based on Olive Branch, South Haven, etc. Mm-hmm. So the mayor said, "Hey, look, I, that's fine. I can't have it for you for Tuesday's meeting, but I can have it for you for September seventh. So we should hear something about that on September seventh. Gotcha. Uh, next, did not know this. Bathroom vandalism is an, a huge problem in her It's an epidemic. It, epidemic. Is, it is definitely a it, – it's, it's an epidemic slash pandemic worse than COVID. Right. Exactly. Is bathroom vandalization in Hernando. So he talks about that a lot of the – you know, he put a higher budget in there because just recently – I'll say people, I'm not sure who, who it was. People went in there, tore out sheetrock at the bathrooms at Conger Park to be able to access the, the equipment room that had the tennis rackets and stuff in it. So they ripped out the sheetrock, went through the wall, got the tennis racks, got the tennis balls, didn't take it home, didn't steal them, bashed them all over the uh, tennis courts. You know, just pure meanness. Like, I don't even know what to say. Definitely uh, not budgeted for r- no, normal no. bathroom. And yes, so, of course. But gets, Matt, what do you think is the most damaged park? I know the Hernando. answer to this. The most damaged park is Church Park right there across from La Siesta. No. Oh. That uh, is not it. The most damaged part is it the park by Walmart? Lee Summit Park. Lee Summit that is Park, correct. Yeah. Lee Summit, the most damaged. People have, and he says, they seem to have the most fun ripping off the bathroom doors, flipping the toilets, and rubbing feces all over the wall at okay. Lee Summit Park. It happens multiple times a year. I don't have any explanation That's for That's what why. I'm saying. Are we changing the name from sheetrock yeah. to something else? I mean, <laughs> so, the sheetrock. Um, so, anyway, the, the most vandalized park, again, you don't budget to have to put multiple toilets in every year in a, in a bathroom. Uh, so anyway, they went through a long discussion. What, sure. what can we do? Possible cameras, LED lighting, which they've already talked about, of course, yes. elsewhere. Yes. But the problem is then you'll have to need to set up Wi-Fi hotspots there. You're gonna have to, some places don't have electricity. Because at of the, cameras? Yeah, right, for, okay. for cameras and stuff like that. So anyway, a lot of discussion. So maybe you have to increase that, that part of the budget. Then they went to uh, talk about a janitorial service to, to take care of this. Okay, well, basically because Dwayne was like, look, we, we go once a year excuse me, we go once a day to start clean the bathrooms. Every bathroom gets cleaned once a day. But, you know, if they go in the morning at 6 a.m. and clean it, by 6 p.m. it's nasty sure. or it's damaged or the next morning it's damaged. And so 
that we can't, there's no way we can do it. If we had, if we could get there maybe twice a day, maybe we could stop some of it. So they talked about hiring a janitorial service and a good point was made. One employee, even at $13 an hour, would cost the city $42,500 after top insurance, PERS, all that kind of stuff. Could you find a service for $42,500 or, you know, or what, what does that look like? So they're going to get some bids, maybe outsource all of the cleaning of the bathrooms to a janitorial service. So that, that was talked about. Dwayne then mentioned, okay, so they said, well, what is your main thing you want to see for the city? And he said, we need to maintain. In this budget. In this budget. He yes. said, so the most important thing that, or, no, or, or as part of what the, the people have told me the parks okay. want to see, Looking is forward. to maintain the athletic turf and bathrooms at all the parks. That's what he gets the most complaint. Like the baseball fields aren't dra- drug. Uh, the grass has weeds in it or dying. Okay. Um, you know, whatever. You know, or that it's not sloping right. Or we have to. That we got water sitting. Whatever it happens to be, it's the it's the athletic the athletic turf and the bathrooms are two main items. So he's saying if you can outsource the janitorial service, I can move those people to help me drag with the athletic ready. Okay. Right. To Interesting. Hopefully make those. So that was again, it was a really good discussion. Sure. Someone then asked about basketball. Where is that being played this year? The schools currently have are allowing them to play in the schools this year Sounds they did good, not last yeah. year so that's that's being looked at then they started to say okay well if we're going to outsource the janitorial service what about outsourcing all the mowing now we know that they have the soccer field sprayed and cut right but now all of them baseball fields um all the conger park everywhere so, so uh outsourced roughly the same price and if xyz company is supposed to be doing something we can go right to xyz company and say why wasn't it done that's right Period. and so they said that's that's one hundred nineteen thousand to do okay. that uh because basically it's about 49 hours a week is what it is what they spend on grass cutting 40, 49 man hours a week. The parks department spends one hundred nineteen thousand dollars a year cutting, mowing, stuff like that. that. Well, that's no okay. I'm sorry, forty nine man hours a week. One hundred nineteen thousand is a. You remember those two new positions? I yeah, was sure. He, he was requesting. That's about what it would come in okay, at. It was one hundred nineteen thousand gotcha. for those two positions. Gotcha. So they're saying okay, if we could hire the maintenance department, is that or excuse me, if we could hire the um, grass cutting or outsource it, is that more important to you? Than the two new positions. Like if you had your choice, which you know they're having made choices, which one would you rather? And he said to outsource the grass cutting. Sure. And I'll just stay at my current level and we can just move those people over there. So again, so that he did choose that. So if that's a cut they have to make or, or, or negotiation they have to make, he did go on record saying that's what he would do, look at doing. Now the mayor has just now that feasibility study we talked about since November, the mayor has just now had a chance to go through it and read it. So there's, you know, he's still, I'm still looking at that. A lot of questions there. The parks director did mention that 580 kids have signed up for fall baseball and softball. This is the most they've had in five years. And then there was a couple other things, you know, that were asked, but the main thing is, is that right now you're looking at about a $1.3 million budget, 1.1 to $1.3 million budget. And that the uh, overall, I think the overage over last year was, I think they said about 285,000, excuse me, $275,000 increase over where they were, you know, for 2021. Well, there, that's a lot of information there about the Parks Department. Good to see the Board of Aldermen and the Parks Department director uh, talking, visiting, discussing the budget, and seem to be put, uh, pulling the uh, cart in the same direction. Something they can definitely agree on is the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information about the Farmer's Market, you can contact Gia Matheny, Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. 
The Farmer's Market takes place every Saturday morning from May 1st through October from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. May 1st through October every Saturday morning right here on the historic Hernando Square. So that wraps up last Thursday's meeting, Derek Parks, and some other information that you brought to us. Again, Derek went through about five hours of budget talks, budget watching on the YouTube channel. But Derek, tell us about the new stuff that happened on the Tuesday meeting. Let's get it started. So the mayor went ahead and kind of summarized some stuff. He first mentioned to everybody that there's $250,000 that we are receiving for that increase has not yet been included in the budget. So that's some money they still have to work with. Uh, He went down a a lot of the list of the revenue sources the city receives, both for the new alderman and, of course, for people watching. Uh, A couple of comments he made from that. The sales tax revenue uh, is $4,850,000 is the current estimate that we will receive, you know, through the end of this year, which is September 30th, the fiscal year. Is that a record for Hernando? Did he say? Uh, He didn't say it was a record, but he said it is a good number. Good and number. They're, they're okay. going to keep. The, they're going to keep it flat. So they're going to estimate four million eight hundred fifty thousand for Great. next year. Awesome. Uh, they should not have to borrow money this year in a tax anticipation loan. Now, tax anticipation loan means when you know you're not going to have enough money until you receive your uh, tax coming in in January, your property tax, to be able to you know basically make it through December thirty first. They have enough money this year. They don't anticipate anticipate having to use a tax anticipation Sounds loan. Sounds good. And as yeah. a banker, that, you like that? Well, I don't like it because I do like lending money. Oh. But at the same time, <laughs> I do. As, as a banker, I appreciate the fact sure. that they. As that, a taxpayer, you get it. As a banker, like, dang it, I wish we could do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, C Spire was a source of revenue on the cell on the water tower and another spot they had. They had the cell phone tower. They're pulling out of the market. Okay. C Spire is pulling their towers out of. DeSoto County, or at least out of Hernando, because while their fiber in the ground is doing great for Very them well, in Hernando, yeah. uh, they don't have a lot of, mostly it's AT&T, Verizon up here. And so C Spire is, is kind of pulling their towers out. If C Spire would like to uh, advertise on the UTW podcast, to they help can, that, yeah. yeah, to help that, to get growth back going, they could always email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. He did mention that the animal shelter was in there, and, and I won't mention the number now because we're going to – the animal shelter, uh, that's a separate budget we'll get to here in a little while. Uh, the total revenue that they expect to receive uh, overall is about $16 million, But then when, with everything added in, the budget – Twenty-eight million five hundred thousand. Mm, okay. So twenty-eight million five hundred thousand is what we're looking at for a budget for the city of Hernando. Uh, Andrew Miller was the uh, speaker at Rotary that I went to yesterday, and he was talking about how he remembers that when the budget was eight or nine million. Uh, so about twenty years has gone up about twenty it's booming, million dollars. Man. Hernando's yeah. booming. Right, it could so, be booming even more. Uh, then he then he continued to to um, remind people all that he put a three percent increase on all the payroll. City clerk though was one. The city clerk he actually is increasing her salary. I believe it was from around sixty thousand to seventy thousand because just because of her position, because of looking at. I mean, she's by far the lowest paid in the county, and so um, so that that he did mention that on the front end. Which Kristen is the only person left in the planning department. We That's have true. one person in the planning department right now. Because as Mayor Johnson said last week, two weeks ago on his interview, the young lady that was expecting was about to go off on maternity leave, and from what we know or what we've learned, it's going to be permanent maternity leave. Yeah, permanent. She, she will not be returning. That's right, permanent maternity leave. And so he said that on record. Yes. Uh, so that's not you know we're not saying that's picking out a turn. <laughs> uh, so there's one person left. Congratulations in the to her by the way. Oh, congratulations. Yes, first of all, yes. From the podcast. He currently does have two applicants for planning director and we'll start the interview process next week. I so like it'll it. okay. be sometime after Labor Day. He'll awesome. start the interviewing. Then the Ward 6 
Alderman, Ben Piper, mentioned that's fine. That's great, Mayor. But the last thing that we want to talk about before we move into each budget was that he did not want to see the Alderman receiving the 3% pay raise. Uh, and then Ward 1 Alderman, Alder Woman, uh, Natalie Lynch also agreed that that should not be done. So it sounds like that he'll be taking the 3% increase out for the Alderman. The so, mayor will be. The mayor will be, yes. Uh, now, can, can, can each Alderman uh, – that would have been a good discussion right there. I mean, some of the there was no vote. It was just, oh man, that's not come those on, those two said it. And so now again, I want to make sure everybody understands this process. The aldermen don't set the budget, Correct. right? The mayor has to present them a budget. Now he was getting their in, that's what all these meetings are sure, for yes. is getting their input. So he doesn't they don't have a fifteen hour meeting on next Tuesday night, right? That's the whole purpose of this is to have it a little bit along the way, um, and so you're not having one huge long you know of course all night meeting. So. It is his job to bring a budget. So he's taking, so I'm assuming he will go back, take that 3% out, and then, you know, make the other changes that we're talking about and, and that sort of thing. Is that, so that's why Beth Ross was elbowing Ben Piper. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, just no. Look, I'm kidding. I think I'm everybody, kidding. and I, I appreciate them. They're just there. They They're know. Just, yes. And yes. I think the comment was made. When we ran for this job, we knew what it paid. We did not expect an increase as soon as they've been there like two months. I mean, so except for Andrew, right. I mean, you give, if Andrew been wants a three percent raise, yeah, let's give it to him. Let's give it to him. All right. So the first, uh, the first one to go up there, the first department to call it up was the uh, police department. Uh, now the mayor has mentioned, okay, we're getting ready to start this process. There's a potential extra revenue of two point two million dollars. In other words, so they're basically the budget this year is going to be two point two million dollars higher than last year. So the twenty eight million dollars is about two point two million dollars more. So there is some money to spread around based on what, you know, again the tax revenue is they're keeping it flat, but it was higher than last year because obviously twenty twenty was a terrible year for, for tax sales. Um, you know, so all that so that it is a two point two million dollars more to spend but we're we're going to soon see how quickly that goes. Now we've already talked about the parks department wanted two hundred seventy five thousand more. So now here are the rest of the departments: police department, five new patrolmen. They want to see five new patrolmen. They've only had four new policemen in the last twelve years. Uh, they've had they had four tw- new positions. Four new positions, added, right? Yes. That added in the last twelve years. Uh, he said right now they're sitting at thirty eight. In five years, he wants to see them at fifty eight. Uh, that's based on the uh, there's it's a aggressive. number. It's, aggressive. It's, a, it's a very aggressive, but there's a number that they use. Um, it's called an officer ratio. Right now, Hernandez at two point two. They need to be at two point nine based on where all safety measures say that you need to be. Okay. So right now, that puts us about four or five short. Um, and then actually, no, excuse me, that puts us twenty short based on our, our current popu- our new population of seventeen thousand one twenty eight. He, but he would, you know, let's do five this year, five the next year, or four, four, sure. four, whatever. So that's what let's he's trying to do. Let's make a commitment over the next five years to add 20 police officers. That's right. Um, he wants to uh, – now, again, there was a bunch of numbers he went through, a bunch of statistics comparing us to other cities. He did a great job with his about 20-slide presentation. Right. I encourage you – I'm not going to cover all that. I encourage you to go to the 30-minute mark uh, on Tuesday's meeting – to look at that, uh, basically from 30 to 38 minute mark, so it's about eight minute stretch where he goes through every slide, comparing us with other thing, making this case. So again, I'm not going to cover all that. I'm just going to say that we need to be. He thinks that we need to be at the 2.9 number, and you, that if real, you, would you real quick, what cities would that be? Uh, that was recall? like it was Corinth. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, I think Long Beach on the coast. Okay. One of them was Oxford, uh, and so you know. It's a couple that were smaller, a couple that were New Albany. Okay. Uh, you know, so it was just comparing with – I mean, I, it, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Now, he then he did pick each city in DeSoto County, too, which is a little skewed. But Sure. Yeah. Well, the reason I was asking that is because, you know, there's so many times we talk about, you know, Hernando people. What Like, who would a resident or where would a resident of Hernando admire? Maybe Oxford, Germantown. 
Collierville. Right, right. Let's look at those type cities, and if we're striving for, hey, those those places are safe, or those places I really like those neighborhoods, but then we're not trying to emulate them. That we're we're, we're guessing wrong here. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, he then went over. So he at the end of all that, that presentation, he said, "I would like five new patrolmen. Total cost of that would be one point four million dollars." Okay, so that's the first part of that budget was one point four million for the for the new patrolmen. Next o- thing, over four years. No, $1.4 million in total personnel for this year. Oh, I see. Yeah, for this year. Yeah, so pay adjustments. So then he said, you know, so again, the mayor had already put in 3%. Andrew Miller then asked, well, obviously that sounds like you want more than 3%. What is the average for your pay increases that you're asking for? And so the average was about 6.2%. Uh, for the patrolmen, so anywhere from six to ten percent, but I think it, or excuse me, it was four to ten percent. Average about six point two is what it sounded like. And again, he didn't have them by the exact number, but that's kind of what they kind of put pen to paper there and did that. He did decrease the litig- he increased the litigation budget by fifteen thousand dollars, but uh, decreased um, the insurance by fifteen thousand dollars. That's kind of a wash. Now, this is something I did not know about, and the cities actually may ask for a loan for. It's something called a Sally Port. A sally port is basically like a garage for the police station. So right now he says when they bring in a criminal of any sort, they have to get them out of the car, walk them through the parking lot, into the doors, into the booking room. And he said, you know, now that, you know, what happens if he hits one of us, takes off, is able to get away, he's running through a neighborhood, you know, the, the you know, square's right there. So just for a safety purpose, if they think that they need a, basically it's a carport, you pull in, you put the door down, sure. it's a hard metal door, he can't, even if he gets out, it's contained in the room, et cetera. And then, then when you walk in, there would be a booking room right there as you walked in the door. So again, he talked about it, about $314,000 would be the cost for that remodel of the Gale Center um, for that uh, Sally Port. Um, so anyway, that was something that he added again. Uh, total increase. So he went through the rest of it, of course, a bunch of line items. But those were the main parts of it. Total increase for the police budget, $1.3 million. Okay. So we, we mentioned that parcel was two seventy five. Now the police budget would be $1.3 million more than last year, uh, which, you know, again, is eating into that two point two that we talked about that, that the city is looking to have. Next was the dispatch budget. Real Dis- quick, the dispatch department is going to be shared between the fire and the police. They come together. Obviously, they're dispatched here in the city, and that they share that that department. That's right. I mean, they, they whenever they get a call in, Correct. it's like I either flip you over here, I flip you over here. Gotcha. The uh, the dispatch uh, director would like to see her employees get more than a three percent. Okay. Um, that was the first comment that was made. They have not had a raise in ten years. Wow. So there's and so she talked about that. Now she was not asking for anything for herself, but she said my people need to be paid for three percent. You know, more than three percent. Their call volume is twenty thousand calls a year. Um, that was up from 7,900 calls a year 10 years ago. They currently have two full-time dispatchers and three part-time dispatchers. She's uh, requesting that if she let the three part-time go to hire two more full-time to give her four total full-time. full-time right? I'm in, I'm in. So, and then, you know, so they talked about that. And, I mean, I, I can understand that. Plus, you know, it gives them more stability. They're able to work 12-hour shifts, which they prefer. They're easier to manage and, and that sort of thing. So, she did request again. She didn't want the three percent. She was hoping for seven to eleven percent because they are the lowest dispatchers paid in the county. This is a kind of a running theme. Sure. All of our employees uh, yeah. are the lowest in the county. Uh, the total dispatch budget. Now the total budget, not the overage. The budget seven hundred eighty-one thousand. She's asking for an increase of one hundred eighty-seven thousand from uh, this current year. You know, Derek, like you just mentioned, uh, out of all the four, the main four here in DeSoto County, we're the lowest paid. Uh, our city employees or our city, at least in the police department, the dispatch department, like well, you said, you're noticing the theme here. Uh, 
it may be time to change that. Well, and that's 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 you know the board came in talking about that. They're they're all on board that they need to be increased. Now we'll see based on the two million dollars that they have sure. how much that can really give to everybody. But that they are in agreement that everybody needs to see some type of a raise in pay. Next is the court department. Now you know we always talk about the main five: parks, police, you know, fire, that sort of thing. Court department is a separate department of the city. Um, they are asking uh, for a three to seven percent increase, depending on the position uh, of their employees. Um, they are requesting one new part-time person for the uh, for the court department. Uh, they need one more court day per month. Now, city judge was uh, there that night, and he was he was explaining, "Hey, look." Our caseload has been down because of COVID, right? I mean, we, they meet one day a week. And he said, that's plenty for right now. But in 19, we were busting at the seams. And, and it's, we've only, you know, obviously getting more bookings. Uh, unfortunately, there's more crime going on. And so he says, as soon as COVID is over, we're going to need to add at least, but we're going to need one more day a month. So try to go to five days a month to have court. So that's obviously going to have a cost. The, um, the court clerk is the only hourly paid clerk in the county. So she's asking if she can go on salary. She didn't say she, you know, increase, not increase. That's up to the alderman to decide, basically, is what she said, or the mayor to decide. But she did say she would like to be on salary, so she's the only hourly court clerk in the county. Now, another thing they asked for was for the public defenders. So, you know, mm-hmm. when the, the people that go to trial, if they don't have an attorney with them, the public defender, they did ask to increase their pay from two fifty a day to three fifty a day. Okay. So $100 more a day when they show up, which, again, is one day a week. Um, so that was talked about. They uh, requested uh, new benches for the outside. You, you said benches. 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 Okay. With an N. Benches with an N to be able to sit on. <laughs> and, Matt, this is something you never think about. They asked for mesh to be put under the roof okay. because birds nest there. And they said that when you're standing there, it's just like – they're just dropping bombs all day long. They're just constantly dropping bombs. They said, did you, like literally every day when you go to grab the door handle, it's just covered in poop. So they want mesh to keep the birds from nesting underneath the roof of where they meet for court. What if we negotiate uh, increased pay by fifty dollars a day? <laughs> install the the mesh. It's a win for everybody. It's a, I mean, it's a win for everybody. That's what, you're not touching the bird poop, and you got fifty bucks more a day. That's it. That's a and then good the deal. last thing that they they asked for to be added to this budget was a new HVAC. They need a new three ton unit, eight thousand dollars. So the total increase in this budget with pay raises, the mesh to stop the poop, <laughs> the uh, the HVAC, sixty seven thousand two hundred dollar increase over this year. Where's the court department? Where are they located? In the Gale Center. In the Gale Center. Yeah, okay. it's that middle section. So the Eastern end of the Gale Center is okay. the police department. Sure. The center is the court. Got it. And then the western end is the sports department, Parson Rec. Got it. So Under- Gale Center, you know, very, you know, very multi-use building, obviously, but the court meets right there in the middle. Gotcha. Next, fire department. Um, the fire department, again, they are perfect timing for us to hear this, plus for them to come for the budget. They were 1.5 points away from a class four rating from the fire bureaus, which lowers all of our insurance in the city. So there's, you know, they know the things they have to work on, and we'll, we'll talk about one of them here in just a second. But so the, the, he's really, really pushing to have some of these changes done so they can get that class four fire rating, which, again, not only makes our city safer in case something happens, but it also benefits us, everybody personally, because our insurance gets better on our houses. They have not, you know, talked about the police hadn't had, you know, any patrolmen really hired in the last few years. The fire department hasn't had a new fireman hired or a new position added since 2004. Wow. 
the 17 se- years. 17 years. As much as Hernando has grown in 17 years, you're telling me we have not hired. So working the exact same crew that we were 17 years ago. So they need four people on a truck every day. Right now, they only have three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three people work a truck. They need four. Again, this is something that they're, they're, they're coming very close to being basically being out of compliance or not being safe. And so what they did was they are asking uh, to add uh, some new positions and to do their salary increases. Now, he was very specific. So 4% for some, uh, maybe 8% for certified, and then for paramedics, 20% increases. So it depends on where they were, you know, what, what their position is. Because he says our paramedics are so underpaid, as soon as we get them trained, they're gone. Like they're right. going to South Haven. Sure. I mean, they don't even have to leave the county. Uh, so he says, really like to keep those here. So there's not saying that they deserve 20%. It's just that that gets them more in line of where they're being paid sure. elsewhere. So he did a great job at that. Again, please find that on YouTube if you're interested in those numbers. The fire department has lost 83 people since 2004. So they've had 83 people they've had to turn over and replace since 2004. And so basically that they're losing six people a year uh, on average. And so it's just, that's something people they they would like to keep, but can't afford to keep them that type stuff. Again, Derek, like you said, noticing the theme, you heard me on Tuesday, police and fire. I'm going to fight for, I'm going to start. That's something that I'm going to start talking about and, and definitely feeling strongly about because as I mentioned, there are uh, areas that are not, do not think the same when it comes to human life as we do very close by. And uh, if we're not going to protect ourselves, then, then who is? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, so, and he talks about, this is very important that we need to increase these pay. He said, yeah, it is a lot. I'm asking for more of my budget, but you know, you know, to train and hire a fireman costs $19,000 a person. And then as soon as they're trained and hired and certified, they leave. Mm-hmm. And he said, we've, we've got to correct that because we're just basically pouring $19,000 on the drain. I'd rather increase it for the pay and keep the people. Yeah, sure. that, that was his point. Uh, Alderman Ward 2, Andrew Miller, said that they did not. Um, hey, let me ask you a question before we move. Yeah. Are we able to sign an agreement from someone? Or are we able to say, and somebody will answer this question. If we, go to, if we hire someone, can they sign on a three, four, five-year contract as a fireman, as a patrolman, that type of stuff, which keeps them with us to get our money back from a training standpoint? Yeah, you know, other, other businesses obviously do uh, that. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, if you got to be with us two years, you got to right. pay back a sign. And maybe you have to offer a signing bonus you could tie to right. that. Just I mean, a, I'm just saying that's that's a certain thought. Hey, for your investment for this, whatever, your pay is X, you're going to sign an agreement. We'll pay for academy and all the fire stuff and those type things. I'm just saying there's multiple ways to kind of skin a cat. And I may be completely wrong, and that's illegal. I don't know from a city or a municipality, but does, what do you say, 83 people? 83 people, I'm sure, they're, years, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're awesome, great, nice people, but some of them flat out use the city of Fernando uh, to prep and, and then hotel. That, oh, so to, let's, that's, yeah. Yeah, there, maybe there's another way we can uh, we can do that. Now, Andrew Miller mentioned that um, you know four years ago they said they had to increase all this stuff, and they did do a pretty large increase for the firemen. And he said, but y'all still lost people anyway. You're telling me you still lost six people a year. Okay. And he said, yes, sir, we did. He said, but that just got us to about where we needed to be then. He said, basically, every four years, you're going to hear the same speech from me. Sure. So we are four years behind everybody else. There's, there's, we're still significantly lower. And so if we're going to do a bump every four years, just understand that bump's going to have to be pretty large. And so they did have that conversation. Um, and again, I appreciate uh, Andrew looking out for the budget sure. uh, at the same time, but I understand where the fire chief was coming from. Um, and so it went on that, you know, so that's basically what they're looking at. Uh, the next thing they uh, talked about was a backup ambulance. They adding a backup ambulance for $130,000 in the budget. Now we did buy a new ambulance in the last few years. That one's having electrical problems. And the other one is basically runs when it wants to. 
So he would like to add another one uh, for $130,000. He said 40% of the time we're using somebody else's backup ambulance. So we only have one in service. You need to have two in service. Sure. A lot of times we only have one, so we're having to borrow somebody else's to use. Sometimes it's the counties. They've even had to use Walls's uh, ambulance before. Wow. So, again, that's just something that he's looking to add. Nope, fix that. Yep, nine new air packs. We don't really have a choice. Those are life-saving, so we have to have the air packs. Therefore, I mean, that just has to be bought. I mean, that can't be taken out. Now, this is interesting. The Holly Springs Fire Station uh, on, you know, the fire station number three, I believe that is, on Holly Springs Road, it runs on a septic tank. So you can imagine uh, when there are guys working 24 hours a day on three men's shifts that— You said shifts. Uh, shifts. That would be shifts. <laughs> that uh, there's, and, and there's a lot of— um, There's a lot of— um, Shifts. Yes, there's, there's a, a lot of uh, waste. There's a lot yeah. of waste. And so they basically have to clean the septic tank uh, out pretty often. Okay. Uh, so they're looking to move to sewer. To move to sewer, to actually connect to the sewer line would um, cost about $50,000. So they're asking for that. And the alderman made a point, hey, we could pull that from the COVID money that we received. Of course. We still haven't done it, but that's obviously something that would qualify for infrastructure. So they're going to not put it in the budget, but they will – do it as soon as they know, you know as soon like as they're it. able to, Let's with, do it, yeah, yeah. to get that money. Uh, police and fire training, they talk about, Matt, this is something I'm only saying this. You can no longer go to the police and fire academy unless you're vaccinated. <clears throat> that is the Move. state's decision. So they had people sent back that were getting trained because they were not vaccinated. Now, two of them got their first shot. Went back down there, were able to participate because they got the first shot. We'll have to come back and get their second one. But that is a, a decision the city made. So he said, look, we're behind. This, when those people came back, the city did not require the that city, vaccination. I, yes, and the city did not require the vaccination. The academy did, sent them back, and then those men or women were able to make their choice. That's right. They made their choice. And so if you choose to basically work as a fireman or a policeman in the state of Mississippi uh, and, and you want to be certified. Now, you can, you can work uncertified, but there's a big difference if you're uncertified and certified and paid. So if you want to be a certified policeman or a fireman, you're going to have to get the vaccine if you want to go to the uh, So to this could be the most bad you-know-what fireman there is. And if he has not been vaccinated, he cannot be certified. He can work on the force. He cannot be certified. Um, Moving on. Yeah. Uh, so again, <laughs> that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, the inc- the overall increase for the fire department budget is three hundred thousand okay. dollars. So they're asking for another three hundred thousand dollars in the budget. Real quick, why did the uh, police chief say, er, say every four years? Is it because right after the election they do a, a, a big budget situation like this? No, I think what he was meaning that you know because um, Andrew Miller was like, "Hey, look, four years ago oh, you I said see, we I had see. to increase this, we had to buy you this, we had to right. get you this, and now you're telling me you're still losing people, and you know now you're coming back to us asking us." For these raises and 20% raises and increases again. He said, yeah. And every four years I'm going to do this. Right. Now we can either do it annually sure, sure. or if we don't to try to keep up, then yes, you will about every four years. This is what we have to do to catch up. Understood. And again, he said, we're still going to be below everybody else in the County. We're just going to be a lot closer. But, um, but if you're not vaccinated, you, you're not as good a firefighter. Well, I, I did not say I, that. I, you I, I'm saying that. No, I'm just simply saying <laughs> that. I did not realize that a vaccination had to do with how good a firefighter you were. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna, we're gonna move on. Uh, the uh, now the mayor kind of did a little cutaway. I mean, you kind of like watching a movie. We're gonna go to this over here real quick. Right. He announced before the next person came up that money has been found. Oh. So uh, an account that was set up in 2018 from the lottery. So remember, the lottery started in 18. They started receiving funds in 2019. Remember, the first 80 million has to go to roads and bridges. Correct. Well, these. Cities get a percentage based on your population. So Hernando's been getting money. It's been going into an account. It has never been touched. Okay. And the current balance is uh, 620000 
and 400,000 this year. So, I mean, of course, in 19, it just it started late in the year. Not many people bought tickets. In 20, they bought a lot more tickets, obviously, and now in 21. So, again, it's been adding up, and this was an, this is an, it'll, a recurring thing. As long as we have the lottery, yes, yes. we're going to be getting money in this account. Aldermen are very excited. So now they can use, like, I mean, they're basically like, all right, how 3% is this? 3% raises, Aldermen, all the no, Aldermen. No, no, Come only, on. only for what? roads and bridges. So they're immediately like, okay, that's our overlay budget. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like so it, now yeah. we can pull that from the general fund. Maybe put it toward contingency or put it toward something else. So now we can, you know, if we wanted to, if, if our overlay was $500,000, well, this isn't going to pay for it now. Sure. We can do that with something else. So Love again, yeah. they were very excited. So again, that was kind of an aside note that he made. Um, St. Ives. St. <laughs> Ives, exactly. St. <laughs> Ives, the, the city's half for that $36,000. Exactly, yeah. uh, then of course, Andrew made a point. All right, if we got this extra money and we're going to pull from that, we need to get a contingency fund. He said that it's recommended that a city have six months of a contingency fund set aside. He said, I'd like to get to that number in about five years. Well, that's about a $14 million number. Easy. <laughs> it's not easy. But, I mean, that, so they're going to start working on it. So don't be surprised if you hear a $500,000, $750,000 number put away this year sure. trying to work. I mean, again, $50 million may be a lot, but, you know, maybe. $10 million. That, $10 million is a very or, good yeah, or, I mean, anywhere yeah. from five. I mean, right now, I think our contingency is like 300000 So okay. let's, you know, let's, let's get it up that's there. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, next again, we've just got a couple more. So actually, it's animal control and then a contingency. So not much left. The animal control was the last major department to come up there. Now I know a lot of the people that are listening are interested in this. The mayor proposed uh, a forty thousand dollars salary for the director. Right now, it's thirty one. She works seven days a week. Yes. And so I've got no problem with that. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, the total budget increase for the uh, animal control would be eighteen thousand seven hundred dollars. A very small number. Now. So, of course, a lot of questions that came about the animal shelter. What are we doing about the animal shelter? The budget for the animal shelter right now that he's putting in the general budget, $900,000. $235,000 of that will come from the old bond that was done back when the soccer fields were done. All that was done. $235,000. There was two seventy-five dollars set aside for the uh, animal shelter. Forty dollars has been spent on the dirt work that's already been done for where it's going to go. So there's two thirty-five dollars left there. And they're going to look to get a, a loan for $665,000, 10-year loan, and to get the rest of it, to give them the $900,000. That is what is proposed to do starting October 1st. Um, the Alderman for War II said that the city needs, you know, go ahead, they need to do this as fast as possible. He's tired of talking about it. And, but the main reason is to get it out of fire station number two. That could help with our fire rating if you don't have an animal shelter taking up a building next to the fire station. So again, blaming on the dogs, always the dogs, <laughs> all those dogs. So that was done. Uh, well, that was mentioned. They then formed a committee that they're going to form a committee that's going to go talk to the architect and they're going to talk to the architect about. Okay, this was the last plan. It came in about nine hundred thousand dollars. Is this bare bones? But yet, what everybody still wants. You know, can you know, we'll have to rebid this? Obviously, prices have gone up. Is there anything else we could take out and or we should add before we do the final bid for this thing? Let's get this thing done. So the, that committee is uh, Bruce Robinson, Natalie Lynch, and Beth Rawls will be the ones on the committee going with the mayor to meet with their architect to get that done and try to get this thing bid out by the end of October so we can start this process. A couple other questions that came up during the um, during when we were interviewing the candidates was there was this other fund, this other separate private fund for the animal shelter. That was brought up. Now, the animal shelter donations that the city has received, mostly from the passing of the Ward 1 alderman, um, was 
$4,700 has been received that are set aside that will be put toward this cost. Uh, another one is the uh, the Animal Shelter Alliance. is an outside separate fund. It also has $50,000 that they've received that will be put toward the building. So they're like, oh, okay, well now we can keep it at 900 but we really have 960 to spend, mm-hmm. right, or 955 or do we look to lower it to eight fifty? That's that's could be part of the, the budget negotiation. And you know, and the biggest part is is that they you know, it's whether or not there's a, a, a patio for cats that is part of the plan. What do which, you call a patio for cats? Well, uh, Alderman Alderman Ward one has an answer for that. She called it the catio. Oh. <laughs> Is that an official name? Well, word, not, or yeah, like, uh, Natalie Lynch called it the catio, so like, we're, we're okay. going to go with the catio. I like the, that. The yeah, catio, okay. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the uh, that's kind of that maybe they could sponsor that with the fifty thousand dollars, whatever. Right. So there's a lot first, of conversations. First Friday back porch party at the catio. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, now but the the director went on and said, look, we the city hasn't paid for food in a year, like in over in a couple of years. That's all donated food. Right. Um, they do a lot, all the yard cutting and the spraying around it. The city uh, did pay $26,000 in vet bills. So that is a line item in there. So again, total uh, overage, uh, I guess not overage, total increase ask over this year's budget, $18,700. So that brings it up to the total of a $268,000 contingency. Now that can increase based on that uh, the overlays. So they'll talk about all that. And then the last point that was made, Wait, can you give a definition of contingency? That's how much money we have in the bank that and that's not allocated. Is that the, the general fund that is not allocated? The general fund, okay, yeah. Got so it. it's not allocated. You would like to money base, in quote unquote savings, right? Yeah, rainy day fund. Rainy day. They, the governments love to say rainy day fund. Um, now, so the uh, the the Alderman Ward Four, Chad Wicker asked, please let us know, you know, on the you know exactly what loans. All the departments we've had. This is all the departments we've heard from everybody. Yeah. What are the loans that we'll be asking for outside of you know our normal revenue? Two hundred ninety-five thousand uh, dollars going to be asked for police cars. That's one of the loans that we can be looking for. Okay. Six hundred sixty-five thousand dollars for the animal shelter, okay. uh, and then if that's the building of the animal shelter, the building of the animal shelter, and then if they decide to do the uh, Sally Port, that will be three hundred fourteen thousand. So and then um, so about a million, a million three is what they're looking at for loans if they decide to do everything. So they they did kind of you know hash that out and make sure. So again. I know that's a lot of information. I hope that I summarized each department. First of all, correctly, Alderman, too, if you're too listening. Too late. <laughs> too late. Uh, secondly, that you got enough information for this. It is a lot. Now, the budget will be brought to the meeting on September 7th. There is a chance it could pass on September 7th because they've hashed everything out. Now, they may go, okay, no, we don't want this. We want to cut this. They don't have to pass it to the 15th. There could be a special meeting called on the 14th, which is a Tuesday, the next Tuesday, if necessary. But they will. Bring, the mayor is going to submit it for approval not saying it will be but if you're interested in this if you want to object to anything or anything like that just understand it's going to be on the agenda for next tuesday's meeting you may want to either watch and or be there and next tuesday's meeting we will discuss in our next tuesday show coming off labor day Derek, we'll have our tuesday show there uh the day after labor day we'll discuss the tuesday meeting which will obviously be a pretty big meeting have some more budget talk Derek. thank you for watching the uh five hours of youtube uh, so many people that tell us they don't know anything about the city when it comes to the politics of it or the different things going on except for on the utw podcast and so much of that is Derek sitting in front of his uh you know tv or on his phone watching uh a budget meeting which um Again, thanks for doing that because I did not, <laughs> for sure, not interest me. You know, Derek, a lot of people that uh, talk about alderman meetings and budget meetings might say they look a little bit like a dumpster fire, which brings us to our newest uh, advertiser, North Mississippi Dumpsters. 
North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They currently service DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. In addition to the dumpster rentals, they are now offering junk removal and new construction cleanup. Junk removal means they will deliver, load, and haul away your debris. New construction cleanup is great for residential contractors. They will deliver the dumpster, clean up the site, haul off debris, and do a final interior cleaning for your new home. It is a one-stop shop for your construction project. You can give Joe and his team a call at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But the best thing to do is to visit their website, desotodumpsters.com, to learn all about pricing, to learn about booking a dumpster, when to pick it up. Any information you need about North Mississippi Dumpsters can be found on their very high-quality website, desotodumpsters.com. North Point Christian School is excited to kick off the 2021-2022 school year with the highest enrollment it has seen in five years. With more than 1,000 students, the school is excited about the year ahead. North Point is the oldest and largest Christ-centered college preparatory school in DeSoto County. Located in South Haven, they serve students PK through 12th grade. If you have questions or would like to take a tour, contact Mrs. Sheila Sharon, Director of Admissions at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Well, Derek, as we do on our Friday shows, let's give a few shout-outs to some nonprofits that are just trying to have, uh, you know, bring more opportunities, bring more things to the city of Fernando. Starts with tonight's, the DeSoto Arts Council, the first Friday back porch party tonight, 7 to 9, right here in the little white building or behind the little white building here off of 51 in Hernando. It is free and open to the public. Food is available directly from the Underground Cafe right next door. Drinks are available for purchase. If you are a member of the DeSoto Arts Council, your first drink is on them. So tonight there will be live music 7 to 9, right here, right off 51, behind the small building. The DeSoto Arts Council is such a wonderful part of the Hernando community, of the DeSoto uh, County community, uh, offering great programs, different things for kids. Please support the DeSoto Arts Council tonight at the first Friday Back Porch Party. Derek, tell us about something coming up next Friday. It's going to be actually next Friday morning, coming up supporting the Palmer Home. Glad to support it. Uh, great opportunity. Next Friday morning, what you got? Yeah, the Palmer Home for Children invites you to sponsor or to come out and participate in their second annual Shotguns and Sunflowers Sporting Clay Tournament. This is the premier clay fundraising event in the Mid-South. Tournament teams will shoot a variety of targets, each to win coveted prizes and bragging rights. After the tournament, guests will enjoy appetizers and libations, followed by awards, a Bloody Mary bar, and delicious Southern-style lunch that will put Grandma's cooking to shame because it's going to be done by our own studio sponsor, Malcolm Reed, pitmaster and owner of How to Barbecue Right, who will be grilling on site. Again, if you're interested in this, they have teams at $1,000 in order to shoot for four people, all the way up to $10,000 sponsorships for the co-presenting sponsors. So again, something you're interested in, please go to palmerhome.org. Again, palmerhome.org to uh, look at those sponsorship levels and to uh, hopefully participate. Just a great opportunity to meet Malcolm, enjoy some of his cooking out there next Friday morning, I believe 8 a.m. till noon, 8 a.m. to 1 yeah, or so. Yeah, I think it's, uh, the shooting's 8 to 12, right. and then the lunch will start after 12, probably last about 2 o'clock. Yeah, very special opportunity. Malcolm and Rochelle emailed us information about this weeks ago to start uh, talking about it, start preaching it up. 
palmerhome.org, just a great organization. Go learn more about that. Our next one's going to be the Fall Bazaar happening Saturday, September 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's going to be at the Holy Spirit Catholic Church. Fun and games for the kids, barbecue, cash raffles, silent auction, shop-a-lot grocery pool, taste of DeSoto baskets, homemade goodies, cakes, pies, jellies, pickles, and candies at the Holy Spirit Catholic Church. Derek, 41st annual. Wow. 41st annual Fall Bazaar next Saturday, September 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. right there at the Holy Spirit Catholic Church. What kind of food do they have in there? You mean to go through it again? <laughs> I mean, is that, the, is that the one that has spaghetti and stuff? Or is I, that- I'm not, it doesn't say spaghetti, but uh, I'm going to say stuff that you stuff that you really enjoy. Homemade goodies, cakes, pies, uh, jellies, candies, right well, up your yeah, alley. Yeah, my, my daughter and I attended this, I don't know, two years in a row, probably four or five years when she was a little bit younger. Had an absolute great uh, – they're the sure. nicest people. Yep. They have, like, uh, raffle drawings and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I grew up Catholic, and they, you know – they didn't have bingo like we did back in the day, but they had a lot of good stuff. So again, I really do encourage just wonderful, wonderful people and the little fellowship hall in the back. So I, I do, a, you know, please support that. And again, you may come away with them some good treats or uh, gifts. I got a good Saturday, Derek. Uh, obviously, September 11th, definitely a time of, of remembrance, a time to slow down and remember. Uh, hard to believe it's the 20th anniversary. We'll talk more about that on next week's show, of course. But uh, so you could go to the farmer's market in the morning from 8 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can go to the Fall Bazaar, the 41st annual Fall Bazaar for the Holy Spirit Catholic Church uh, will be over from 9 to 3. So, I mean, that is a full day in Hernando to enjoy uh, some of the uh, amazing things that we have here in town. The following Saturday night, Derek, Movie Night at the Park. Movie Night at the Park put on by the City of Hernando Parks and Rec, sponsored by a number of different sponsors, but the main sponsor will be the FedEx Employees Credit Association. There will be games at 5 o'clock. The movie will start at 7.15. It is completely free. This is at the Milton Kirkendall Park right there as we call it the old track. Um, we joke around that you will definitely be able to see the movie oh, from a long way off. Hey, hey people on <laughs> Vaden Road, behind Vaden Road be able to see the movie. Absolutely, for sure. So that's going to be Saturday night, September 18th. Game start at 5. Movie starts at 7.15. It is completely free. A number of different sponsors, so definitely look that up at the uh, City of Hernando Parks and Recreation Facebook page uh, and thank those wonderful sponsors uh, for being a part of the movie night put on by the City of Hernando Parks and Rec. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, grading, gate repair, fence repair, fence construction, new fence construction, anything you can think of outside your home or outside of your commercial building, Richard and his team can help. Give him a call today at 662-292-8855, 662-292-8855, or learn more on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 
800-345-5239. Under the Water Tower podcast brought to you by Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider. They are located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find more information about Mr. Sam and his team on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. We're recording our show on Thursday afternoon because Derek has to head out a little bit early on Friday, and we thought it was the best thing to do. He's got to head up pretty far to go for North Point. We'll talk about that in just one second when it comes to their pigskin, comes to their football. But we're going to talk a little bit about DeSoto County volleyball first. What's going on volleyball-wise for the schools we covered, Derek? All right, so we got, again, three schools that we cover. We'll start in Hernando. We'll start under the water tower. Uh, Hernando lost to DeSoto Central in straight sets uh, on Tuesday night. Straight sets, 25-17, 25-19, 25-15. Again, DeSoto Central is the defending state champs for 6A, so that is a tough beat uh, by Hernando. It's a tough matchup. Uh, They did, you know, played them kind of close, 25-17, 25-19, 25-15. If somebody could reach out and give me stats, still looking for somebody from uh, the uh, Hernando Volleyball or a parent, anybody that wants to keep stats, love to have those, love to get the girls' names on the air. Do not have it for I do have it for the other two schools still don't have it for Hernando so again if you hear my voice at utwpod at utwpod or you can email us at underthewaterinfo at gmail.com to get us that information love to get those girls names on the uh, on the air Next, we're moving to Lewisburg. Lewisburg beats Center Hill in straight sets, 25-21, 25-17, and 25-13. Kylie Reichard had 11 kills, 7 digs, 1 block, and 1 ace. Jada Bradley had 8 kills and 3 digs. And Haley Stevens had 29 assists, 3 aces, and 3 digs. Uh, that improves. Lewisburg now improves to 6-4 and four and 2-0 and oh in district. So congratulations to the Lewisburg Patriots on their straight set win over Center Hill. Finally, uh, North Point played uh, St. George's. North Point St. George's, this is a district matchup. Uh, North Point beat St. George's 3-2, so went all five sets. 25-15, 19-25, 16-25, so they were down 2-1 in sets. Came back in, in the last two sets, 25-23, a great fourth set. Yeah. And then the final set, again, you have to get to 15, win by two, 15-13. So a very, very close matchup. Yeah, St. George's they won state two years ago, so a very good team. North Point was able to beat. Quinn Thurman had 12 kills, 31 digs, three blocks, and an ace. Hassie Thurman, her twin sister, 15 kills, two blocks, 21 digs, and an ace. Brawley Faith Cherry, 10 kills, six blocks, five digs, and two aces. And then finally, Sophie Bauer had 44 assists, 
19 digs, and two aces. So, again, congratulations on North Point on a great win over district rival St. George's 3-2. to two. That's going to be volleyball coverage since our last show. Good luck to those, like I said, the schools that we cover, North Point, Lewisburg, and Hernando right here under the water tower. Congratulations to uh, those young ladies for, uh, again, fighting hard throughout the season. Don't always win, but definitely fighting hard. So good luck uh, this week, and we'll, we, we look forward to covering that uh, next week. I know I think Hernando Derrick uh, travels down for a beach tournament. Not volleyball on the beach, but they, get, <laughs> they go down to the beach for a tournament playing volleyball, not beach volleyball. Right, but, uh, right. you know, you see what I'm saying. But good luck to everybody traveling, going down for, uh, for the volleyball ball tournament there and good luck and be safe and and have it and enjoy your your labor day weekend well Derek, let's get started as i teased just a moment ago you got to do a little traveling uh today and i uh, got to travel for about three and a half hours four hours yeah or about so. three and a half hours uh, marshall county kentucky host the north point trojans give us an information give us some information about that game uh and then i'm looking forward to i, I can't wait to find out their mascot oh Go ahead. man the mascot is – It's a good one. Go well, ahead. It, it's, you, we'll see. All right, so North Point 0-2 traveling to Marshall County, Kentucky, uh, 2-0. Now, Marshall County, the actual town is Benton, Benton, Kentucky. Uh, they're 2-0. They're a 6A uh, public school oh in Kentucky. Oh, my gosh. 6A public school in Kentucky. Uh, they, uh, they have, again, 2-0 uh, with wins 62 to nothing and 46 to 6. So, so 62 to nothing, 46 to 6. Matt, they have scored 108 points on the year. North Point has scored 115 points, but on North, the year. North Point North Point's playing the first team that's played defense. That's well, we'll see. That, that, I would say that's probably correct. North Point, of course, has given up 130 points on the Ooh, year, mercy. and uh, Marshall County has given up six. So we're going to see how this goes. You'll have tonight the Trojans versus the Marshall County Marshals. Marshall County Marshals. That's a mouthful, right? Marshall there. County Marshals. All right. So to give me a definition of a marshal. So talking a marshal about? would be like a cop, like a uh, cop. Uh, okay. Uh, a national like, marshal uh, has a badge. What's his name? Wide Earp. Wide Earp. So you have the marshals. Mm. So yeah. Now okay, against so a Trojan. Yeah. So we're going in the cage. Marshals have guns. Marshall did, Marshals that, have guns. I mean, I, this is easy. Marshals have guns. Yeah, I'm so a, I'm he can a, run from yes. him. He can he can he can gun him down. I mean, let's say the most famous marshal is probably going to be Wider or something like that. He's a pretty good shot and uh, Trojan done. I mean, look, it's it's an it's an you have gunpowder and yeah, a bullet to done. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, I mean, at most the, the the Trojan could have a bow and arrow, I guess, yeah. a crossbow. Sure, it, can't have a spear because that's a Spartan. So well, and even if you had a spear, I mean, by the time you got to load up a spear and it's sure. just you know, kind of like, it's like Indiana Jones. There it is. Right. It's Indiana Jones. Start doing Jones. the whole sword play and just yeah. Exactly. So there we go. I would okay. say the yes. marshal. So we're going to go right there. So we'll do our predictions. The Trojans, uh, yeah, the marshals in the mascot battle okay. will defeat the Trojan. That would happen okay. in the cage. Now, now your game prediction. Now my game prediction, and uh, I know where yours is going because you've already said that what you're going to do. But I, look, man, North Point will score some points. I think they really will. Uh, but I got to go with the Marshals over the Trojans tonight. This will be the first time that the North Point Trojans offense sputters a bit and gets stopped. I think it's – I love some Bo Big Lane. Number 62, the center for the SBC Trojans. I'm sorry, North Point <laughs> Trojans. Uh, you know I love your son, but – it's going to be a tough night tonight. I understand. Now, look, it's a 6 day. It's going to be a school. late night, my friend. It's, it's going to be a late night, 6 day public school. Uh, we do – the North Point did pick up a player this week. James Smith, who is the, committed to Ole Miss to play baseball, has decided to come out for the, the football team now. He did play last year. Matt is a 6'3 receiver. Okay. Really could have used him for that last was, jump ball last week when it was sure. 74-69 with the last play for 30 yards out in the end zone. Could use him on defense, too. Uh, could, could, he also plays safety. Good. So, he, there will be another body on defense. We'll see how that goes. So, we do pick him up. But uh, again, going with the Trojans, 
Going with the Trojans, I was only uh, five points wrong. Last we're going to go with the Trojans over the Marshall County Marshals uh, tonight. A 6A uh, Kentucky 6A school. 6A Kentucky school. Ooh, man. Because uh, I, I looked at the roster. I said, well, they have like 85, 90 players on here. He's like, yeah, they're 6A school. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, anyway, tonight. so that's going to be good tonight. We'll be up in Benton, Kentucky. We're really looking forward to it. If you're not following Derek on Twitter at, at NCS The Point. You're missing out. He does a really good job keeping up with the game, keeping up with different plays, touchdowns, obviously, that type of stuff. So at NCS The Point, follow that on Twitter tonight. It's a really, really good follow on a Friday night for sure. Well, good luck to the Trojans as they travel three and a half hours away up to Kentucky to battle uh, there in Benton, Kentucky. Good luck to them. We'll be pulling for them down here as they take the DeSoto County flag uh, with them. We're, let's move a little bit closer. Come straight down Getwell. Take a left on 69. We're out there covering the Lewisburg Patriots, Derek. Tell us about Lewisburg going on tonight. Lewisburg Patriots 0-1 traveling, you know, the long way. They, you know, not quite three and a half hours traveling uh, to Bahalia. Uh, to Bahalia, two <laughs> exits up, boom, boom, done. <laughs> to Bahalia. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the Bahalia also 0-1. Uh, they're coming off a loss to Ripley, 28-6. Of course, Lewisburg coming off a loss to Lake Cormorant, 40-10. Again, two teams that are they're struggling to score, uh, give up not not as many points as the Trojans have been giving up, but giving up you know a, a, some points. Uh, Matt, so we're having a battle tonight now against two zero one teams who are struggling to score. So it may come back down where we pick the winner of the mascot. It may also be our overall winner. Matt, you're having the Patriots. This is a classic, classic battle. It is. It, this is this Patriots is, versus the Indians. This this it's literally old school. Is. Yes. If anybody, what's, I, th- what's this? Is probably some actual real stuff that happened right here in Desoto and Marshall counties. That, that's exactly the Patriots right. Fighting the Indians. Ooh. What's the well, last of the Mohicans? Think about last yes, of the Mohicans. Yes. Uh, so you got the Patriots, maybe some Englishmen. We got the Patriots fighting some Indians. Who you got in that battle? I'm going with the Indian. Survival is um, that's what he did. That's what he did. So I'm going to go with the Indian to beat the Patriot in a cage fight. What you got? Uh, man, I'm going I'm to disagree with you. Okay. I'm going to go – if we were talking about on a field, they need to win. I mean, they're, you know, they're going to be all guerrilla warfare, hiding in the, you know, hiding in the right. woods, okay. going to scalp you as you come by. You will never see him coming. In a cage, he's seen. You know, he, he may be jumping around, kind of getting hooting hollering. I think the Patriots are going to take the one shot and be done. So you're picturing Mel, you're picturing Mel Gibson Patriot, yes. which was which was more savage than yes. a Patriot that I'm picturing. I mean, you're, you're, I think you're thinking more of like an English red coat Patriot, yes. like very, very proper and everything. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking more. I mean, somebody that just you know came out of the backwoods, grabbed their musket, and okay. saw an Indian trying to come at him and shot him. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. As far as the game goes, as far as the game goes, Derek, I got to tell you, I think this year is going to be a really tough year for Lewisburg. I'm going to pick the Bahia Indians to go to one and one, and Lewisburg uh, to have to travel back on 69 a few exits up with a loss. Okay, I think we we'll have to start keeping our stats because I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go the Patriots. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with my mascot pick. It's uh, almost like we could go back and listen to our picks. So. <laughs> I'm going to go the mascot pick. I think that uh, again, it was not a, a good showing, but I think Lake Cormorant's a pretty good team. Yeah. I don't know much about Ripley, uh, so I'm going to say that Lewisburg was playing a great team last week. New coach putting in a system i think you know first you always make your biggest improvement from the first game to the second game i think we'll see that improvements i'm gonna think i'm very something close 13 12 okay. uh you know 10 uh, 7 something like that because they are gonna have both have problems scoring i think it's gonna be a close game but i do see the patriots pulling it out okay so i picked the indians you picked the patriots we'll definitely keep up with that and look forward to covering that game give you the results on tuesday of course uh, we certainly have a good time uh, for sure let's move closer under the water tower the hernando tigers again we are recording this show on thursday afternoon we're not able to record on friday morning but going to be a great show tomorrow night. The Cleveland Central Wolves move into under the water tower territory tonight right here at uh, Anthony Jenkins Field. Um, I believe the theme, Derek, and not that the adults should be uh, participating, but the theme for tonight for the kids is outer space. 
Outer space. Outer space. So those, uh, those number walls, those walls are they're way out there, man. Okay, way out there. Let's go. I got you. So tell me what you got. Cleveland Central taking on coming on the water tower tonight against the Hernando Tigers with a record of zero and one. Now Cleveland Central did win last week. Uh, they were two and seven last year, but they did start off this year with a win over Murray. Murray out of Jackson, forty-two to eight. So Cleveland Central beat Murray forty-two to eight. They're now traveling to Hernando. Of course, Hernando's zero and one with a loss in the show with Central thirty-eight to six. Uh, so that's what you have. You have a one and zero versus an zero and one non-conference, but should be a pretty good battle. Some good competition on the field for the Hernando again. You know, we all know that Neshoba Central was going to be a really tough game, and it was. And having to travel three hours at the last minute, kind of, you know, I know it shook them up a little bit. Well, and one of their buses, the bus tires go down. That's right. So you they did, had to you ju- did text me that they, they had, a they had to jump in. <laughs> half of them were, you know, riding with their mamas uh, down in Neshoba so, uh, the rest of the way. So now you got a home game tonight. Cleveland Central having to come over. We do not wish them to have a flat tire. No, uh, but uh, they are coming over. So again. Matt, who do you have? Let's go mascot first. Who do you have? A wolf versus a tiger. Okay, wolves. A wolf versus a tiger inside a cage. I am going with the dominant size. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, tiger. Yeah, it has to be a tiger. Got to go with the tiger. Tiger is like 600 pounds. A wolf is like 150. Exactly. So it's just it's a massacre. Yeah, it's a massacre. I'm going to go with the tiger. Uh, however. I don't know if you've seen the uh, size of the line for the Cleveland Central. Your your son may have showed you that. Yeah, he did. It's okay. um, it's a, it's it's a little larger than than the North Point's line. Absolutely, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit larger than the Hernando line tonight too. So should be a tough game for the Hernando Tigers. I got to tell you again, I got to go with the Cleveland Central Wolves coming into town. It's going to be a tough uh, tough game tonight. Cleveland Central is going to be pretty good. I think they're going to use their line. I think they're going to use their size, wear down the Hernando Tigers, and going to go back to uh, Cleveland uh, with a win. So I'm, I'm I'm picking the the win. And again, we don't. Pick, we're trying not to pick with a heart. You do for North Point, of course. However, let's keep it real, man. I think Cleveland Central comes to uh, three eight six three two and gets it done. I agree. Uh, you know, Hernando did struggle to score last week. We knew they had to replace some huge weapons from last Absolutely. year. Uh, Cleveland Central, they were two and seven, but you know, I think that they you know have done a good job of you know they they have another year under their belt. I think they were young last year that they're coming on. So this is kind of look maybe what Hernando looked like a couple years ago. So I really do think they have a a, a good a good class coming up. Uh, as you said. Line's a lot bigger than Hernando's. I'm going to agree with you and also go with the uh, Wolves. You know, Derek, they say the best show, the best uh, you know, podcast and different things, you got to be honest with your audience, and that's how I feel. Uh, I may get yelled at tonight at the game as I walk in. Well, hopefully everybody's, <laughs> I hope everybody's just giving you a bunch of grief at the oh. end of the game because it's a Tiger victory. Oh, absolutely. I hope, to, I hope. Look, I hope Hernando wins by 50. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Can't wait. My daughter is so excited about her senior year. She really enjoys the games. Beautiful weather tonight. It's just going to be awesome. What a time to live in Hernando, Mississippi. I, I, maybe bring a jacket tonight i mean is it possible to bring a jacket losers will i know do you know that the the temperature for the north point game tonight 58 degrees oh man wow 58 degrees no don't bring a jacket no jacket (laughs) don't bring a jacket of course you're going you know four hours up into the mountains and stuff like that so look look if you enjoy what we talk about every week here we appreciate you uh staying with us on our long show today talking about budgets talking about football talking about all that stuff we really really appreciate you sticking with us uh here at the utw podcast if you enjoy what you hear each and every week Tell your friends and family. Share it with friends and family. Tell other people about the UTW podcast. If you own a business in town and want others to know about your business, please consider advertising with the Under the Water Tower podcast. We can send you a packet about that. We can send you information about how you can advertise. Email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, Instagram at UTW Podcast, and Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, please go to your podcast provider, give us a five-star review, and help us move up when it comes to podcasts.
please seek out OB Pod. OB Pod is a very similar podcast to ours covering the eastern part of DeSoto County. They drop a new show every Monday morning. They cover closely Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill. That's Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch. They cover those football teams very, very well. So if you have any interest in those teams, you definitely want to pay attention to their show each and every week where they give really good breakdowns with the coaches at the end of the show. Again, that's OB Pod. Well, Derek, travel safe, man. Uh, good luck tonight. Is the whole family going tonight, or just uh, whole family's going? Whole family's going. Whole family's, the, going. whole family's going. Y'all drive safe. Uh, you know, good luck tonight to all the, the Trojans, the Tigers, the Patriots. Good luck. Uh, you know, excited to cover these young men. Uh, just enjoy. Uh, again, what an awesome, awesome night it should be here under the water tower. And we definitely appreciate you continue to listen, Derek. We end our Friday show the same way every time. Take your family to church this weekend. We want to encourage you. If you have a church you're thinking about visiting, find their Facebook page, find their service times. Most churches here in Hernando are going to give you two or three opportunities uh, to come into their doors. We definitely think you should take your family uh, to church every Sunday. Uh, You will not regret it. Please, please, please consider taking your family to church. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Dropped off a pretty little girl, same grade as me. Tried to kiss her once in the